listening to the Smells Like Middle Aged Spirit Podcast. What smells so bad? It's strong, but you'll get used to it. Now here's your hosts, Nick Stevenson yeah, and buddy. Chris Clark. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again. Whatever time of day it is, wherever you may be listening in the world, Welcome to episode 27 of the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast. My name is Nick Stevenson, and I am still just one of your gracious and humble hosts. Christopher Clark, a.k.a. The Hype Gorilla, is in the building. What's up, my dude? And I know I say that we have a special guest every time we have a guest, but today <laughs> we truly have a special guest. Sarah Cooligan, soon to be Sarah... Copeland. Copeland? Copeland. Not much is, of a change. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to pronounce your name wrong every time. I, I would read it as it was spelled. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right. But you corrected me. <laughs> Sarah Cooligan is in the building. If that name sounds familiar to you, that is because Sarah Cooligan is the owner, the CEO, the boss of the Urban Soap Bar, who is one of our sponsors. And we are so thankful that you decided to not only attach your business to our brand, uh, but that you decided to come in today and, and have a conversation with us. So I'm looking forward to it. You have a story of a young woman who persevered through controversy. It's also your birthday today. It is my birthday. Happy I birthday. forgot to mention that. It is your birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. Next time you come on your birthday, we will be bearing bearing gifts. Um, I've already had like two cakes. So. Have you? Okay. 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 I thought about doing that. It's been a hectic week. I'm just going to give you a fist bump this time. But uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we appreciate you so much on your special day deciding to join us. When you told me, ooh, September 5th, that's my birthday. I was like, you sure you want to come? <laughs> I think I think you and your fiance had just met. I'm like, you sure you want to be getting married on that day? Like, <laughs> let's uh, let's what let's put that you? down with pencil and see what happens. <laughs> but yet, out of all of the cancellations that we've had this season, <sighs> here she sits, and here we, we appreciate it very much. First of all, today is the first day we've met in person. Right? Yes. The way we came into contact with you uh, is we had a mutual friend. Who I've actually never met in person either. When, when you're doing this and you start branching out and mm-hmm. trying to make connections, it's amazing how many people you become close to oh, yeah. that you've never seen face never to face. Met. Yeah. So um, Megan Rodriguez from mm-hmm. Get Baked Goods is how we got in contact. Right. The Thanksgiving of the year that we started the podcast last year, she decided to help feed a family. And I thought, man, that's a really cool story. I reached out to her. Hey, we're doing a love and good vibes. It's a, it was only our second episode. Yeah. And I said, can I tell your story in this Love and Good Vibes episode? And she's like, absolutely. So once we did that, then she tells me, hey, my friend Sarah wants to put together a jacket drive. Yeah, we're all over that. Let's do it. And so the Holly Jolly jacket drive, would, that ended up being our, our corny. <laughs> our, our corny. Our little outtake on it. <laughs> yeah, which we got some support from, from our good, our close friends and family. But Sarah is the one who helped us get all of that stuff that we collected where it needed to go. We did a lot of stuff. Like there was a lot. Yeah, that's that's what I heard. I mean, we we did better than I thought we were gonna do. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. we ended up actually before you leave. I think I have some leftover stuff that yeah I forgot to that See, got I've that been got hidden up back. all year, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it up all year. Waiting. And you know, we made plans. We were like, hey, let's do it yeah. again this year. Let's do it early. And then the whole COVID nineteen thing yeah. kind of oh. you know put a put a wrench in those plans, but. I'm glad that you're sitting here so I can tell you, first of all, thank you for helping us do that. And even though we've not met in person, like you've been such an integral part of what we do. 
just the positive vibe that you put out, like I could tell you were good people. And I was like, this is somebody we want in our corner, Chris, for sure. Like I said, you have a story of persevering through some adversity to get to where you are today. But let's just start from the beginning because you are a local girl. You said Laporte, Pasadena. Okay, so where were you born? Pasadena. Born in Pasadena. Pasadena. Dina. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) You and Taylor Brooks. Let's see. Taylor is 27, so y'all probably weren't around. Where did you go to, where did you like do your your main growing up? Um, so it was kind of back and forth with, my parents divorced when I was young, so okay. they both lived different places, but um, right. I went to Catholic school. Really? Until, yeah, until 10th grade. Is that, is, is Catholic school as bad as the movies portrayed uh, yes. to be? Is it? <laughs> so you got beat with the rulers? Yeah. Had, a, had a kneel on rice. Really? Yeah. So are you Catholic today? No. Okay. Yeah. Is that the reason? <laughs> that, is a, that is a common thing. Man, look, look. No offense to any Catholics out no, there, of because not. you do what you do, yeah. and uh, we we don't have any problem with that. But yeah, yeah I've heard that story a few times before. So you you're born in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. You go to Catholic school mm-hmm. in Pasadena. It was in Galena Park. In Galena Park. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, what brought you eventually to Laporte, which um, is my the neighbor mom of Deer Park? Moved there um, with her husband. Okay. And um, so was, I went back and forth between her and my dad living there. Okay. So, so what's before, your high school? Um, I actually, for when I went to public high school, I went to Pasadena Memorial. Pasadena Memorial. That was Taylor's school. Okay. Okay. We see you. Um, I saw a picture of you. You were a volleyball player? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I, was sports your thing when you were I growing did, up? Yeah, I did basketball, volleyball, soccer. I even played a little football. Oh, my goodness. Nice. <laughs> Baller. Yeah. There, there, was a, there was a girl in our junior high who played football. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? What was your position in football? Um, I actually don't even remember actually getting on the field. I just yeah, yeah, was yeah. on the team. But the they honorary. were afraid. Yeah. They I were afraid you. to put me out there. Yeah, that was still a little early. We're yeah. progressing in that area. <laughs> yeah. You go look on YouTube. There's this little nine year old girl who's juking the hell out of all the boys on her team. And it's hilarious. Like, and it's funny because she's so small. Like it looks like there's just a helmet and some shoulder pads running around with legs. But she's bad. She's bad. So. Look, girl power, we're all about it. Look, we have daughters, so we're all about, hey, girls, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. So who was your biggest supporter growing up um, when you're doing your sports, when you're doing your thing? Like, who, who was your number one supporter? I feel like both my both my parents did. You know, they went to every game. Mm-hmm. They went to every practice. They, yeah. they took me to, like, different people to, like, hey, if you want to get better, this person helped you. Like, they were, they were really yeah. good about that. My dad... So he's kind of always been like he did sports and he's always owned his own business. So pretty much with right. everything, he's been kind of like, I'm going to show you how to do this because <laughs> this is what I know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's cool. Do you have any siblings? I have a brother. You have a, a brother. younger brother. A younger brother. Mm-hmm. Okay. So growing up, you guys, he, you're the athletic one. Like, was he's he in sports gamer. as well? He's, uh, he's the gamer. Okay. Yeah. That, you know what? It, you know what's funny about that? Just really quick. Like esports is a thing now. Like yeah. there are people getting paid money oh, yeah. to professionally play video games. Dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in for a second. When we were sitting on the couch, I think I was at Jonathan's house, my buddy Jonathan Hughes. I've never been a gamer, I've never been a you know yeah, yeah. I, like my thing is I like Super Nintendo. Super yeah. basic. Right. Let's sit on the couch, play Mario, whatever. Right. And I'm on the couch playing Call of Duty and I'm just getting fucking blown away. <laughs> like by, by, by a six year old. I know Jaden's like five. Yeah, Jaden's like five, and he's like slaughtering me. I'm like, man, I want to, I want to get, in, I want, I want to get in on this. And then, yeah, 
I start looking at how much these fuckers cost. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's a good for the, it's, for it's the a console commitment. 600 bucks. It's a commitment. It's yeah. a commitment. And but it's, I but I say all that because you remember when you were growing up playing Nintendo, your parents were like, don't play that Nintendo. It's going <laughs> to rot your brain. Yeah. Like, and yeah. now that we've advanced in our study, like people have discovered, like actually playing video games, exercises, oh, yeah. certain sections of your brain and teaches you hand eye coordination. And now people are getting paid life changing money to play a video game. So it's weird. He should do that. Right. Right. <laughs> because I don't I don't know how old he is, but I know that when we were growing up, if you played video games, you were just a loser. Yeah. Like yeah. now oh, yeah. it's, it's different times. And if you don't pay attention, if you're one of those people stuck in the past, you'll see a person who's heavily into video games are like, oh. This guy must be living in his grandma's basement. Yeah. Like, no, some of these cats are like balling because they're playing yeah. video games. So yeah. that's pretty cool. You graduated from Pasadena Memorial. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know that you are a young woman, so you must have had a plan immediately. Like, this is what my future is going to be because all the girls that in our life, like, they already know what they're going to do. And my daughter's eight. And she knows what she's going to do with the rest of her life already. When you're a boy, not so much. So <laughs> when you were growing up, like, what was your passion? What did you feel like you were meant to do uh, in so this world? So I was really into photography all throughout high school. And mm-hmm. I took, like, every class with photography. And then in, when I ended up going to college, I took photography. And I, so my very first business, I was 16. And I started a pet photography business oh, mobile nice. pet photography nice. entrepreneur at yeah. 16 there you go. see I what i'm it. talking about <laughs> I love what it. were you doing at 16 <laughs> <laughs> i don't even want to tell y'all what i was doing at 16. yeah no, no no we're not going there <laughs> <laughs> i was working for a, a dog groomer and so i was doing a photography class and i was like oh maybe i could take some pictures like set it up take pictures of some of the dogs and then see what their owners think and right. give them prints so i started doing that and then it was going really well because i guess you know on the spot buying was like, oh my God, this picture, like they weren't expecting it. Yeah, and they see right. it, and I, I gotta buy it. So that happened. <laughs> and good. then I ended up saving up enough money to get a trailer. And I had a, like a 12 by eight foot trailer that mm-hmm. I set up a little studio in. And I went to different dog grooming places and took pictures. Nice. That is nice. And this is all before the age of 20. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> man, so you were bossing out. That's, that's impressive. That's impressive. Um, so at what stage, because you, you are a mother now, mm-hmm. um, what stage in life does that hit you? Um, I was like 24 when I had her. Okay. Yeah. So you were a baby, but you weren't like yeah. a baby baby. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I had my daughter when I was 20 and I had no idea what the hell I was doing. <laughs> yeah. I and I wasn't uh, starting a business at 16 years old <laughs> either. So yeah. I definitely was not ready for, for mm-hmm. that hitting me. Um, so was it a planned pregnancy was no, it it was definitely unexpected unexpected i had, we had just gotten married my ex-husband and mm-hmm. uh, we had just gotten married and right. two months later i found out i was pregnant and i was like these wow. things happen this happened really yeah. fast yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was in nursing school you can't blame anyone but yourself though yeah i mean i was like we oh, all know how that works God, yeah. we took the class, <laughs> <laughs> we took the class. <laughs> well i had the catholic version so right, that's, true. <laughs> that's true that's true so um how old is your daughter now? And you, if you don't mind, you can you can say her name. We Scarlet. Yeah, Scarlet. she'll be um, seven in December. Seven in December. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. wow. So, tell me how becoming a mother, because you like first first of all, you had her in wedlock, which mm-hmm. in our day and age is is yeah. unusual. I know. It's like, and you, 
Right. <laughs> so, and you obviously had a plan of how you wanted things to go because you say that right. was unexpected. So tell me about the adjustment you had to make and how becoming a mother changed everything for you. Well, um, like I said, I was in nursing school. So like you can't miss time at all. Like if you're, if you're wanting to finish, you have to, you can't miss eight, more than eight hours. Right. So that's like Damn. Two, two classes. That's not even wow. time to get fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, you can't, yeah. none. Damn. So I was, I was going to school and having like, literally a vomit bag oh wow. <laughs> like wow. morning sickness i took um my finals the day i gave birth so i took finals and wow. then i drove myself to the hospital <laughs> somebody get this woman a cape <laughs> yeah no shit <laughs> that's insane so it was kind of you know oh my gosh and then after having her after going through all that schooling too i ended up not even wanting to be a nurse anymore i did it for like six months and then i was like yeah so you took your finals you yeah, got your rn yes and then, and then, like, and then mm. I was like, because oh, sixteen hour shifts, and sometimes they call me right. at two o'clock in the morning, and I was like, I don't yeah. want to do this with a baby, like a newborn. Right. And from what it sounds like, you sound like you were more of an artistic, very yeah. minded type person. Yeah. So what made you get into nursing? Like the idea was, that this is how I can make money. I, making money, and I am like a people person. I right. like helping people, and I was like, you know, what's one way that'll something will always exist, and I can help That's people true. and. So I liked that aspect of it. But then once you're actually in it, like sometimes you get the opportunity, but a lot of the time it's just. It's yeah. Understood. Understood. <laughs> so you decide this probably isn't for me. You said you did it for six months. Yeah. Okay. So now you're six months into nursing and you now have a six month old mm -hmm. daughter. Um, what, how does life go after that? Like once you decide I need to make a change. Well, uh, everything kind of happened crazy at that moment our townhomes that we lived in flooded mm -hmm. and so here i was like quitting my job and then you know like what am i going to do now but right. it, it was the way i had to quit it wasn't something i wanted to do and i definitely wasn't planned but the facility i was working for was just they were terrible people right and i was like i, I can't do this anymore like this mm -hmm. this is affecting me Mentally and physically. Yeah. I love a good so, quitting um, story. Yeah. Yes. I love that's, it. That's, that's, that's especially when you're jam. miserable. I love yeah, it. I'm like, oh, God. Fucking yeah. see you later. It's so hard when, especially if you're doing something you enjoy doing, you just don't like who you do it for. Yes. Mm -hmm. That is the worst feeling because something you would normally take joy in. Yeah. It's just sucking the life out of you. Yes. So, yeah. My man, Chris, he loves those stories because oh, yeah. he's all about making moves. So... Your, your, you said your townhome flooded Yes, and it, after you quit your job. Yes. So it was like, now what am I going to do? Yeah. So, of course, you know, I got to call my dad. I, haven't, I hadn't lived with my parents since I was like 17, 18. So I was like, right. dad. <laughs> Got to make that walk of shame yeah. back home. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, so, you know. <laughs> so he you made it longer than in. me, though. I was gone for like three days when I had to tuck my leg between my tail or my tail between my leg and come back home. I had already been grocery shopping at their house for three days anyway. They're like, you keep eating here. Why don't you just come home? Just come on home. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I'm. So did you go live with your dad? Yes, I moved okay. in with my dad. And um, so while I was in nursing school, I ended up taking a chemistry class. Like it wasn't required, but I took one, and that's how mm -hmm. I learned to make soaps and bath bombs okay and so i went moved in with my dad i just started making them just because i enjoyed making them right and started coming up with different shapes and molds because i liked being creative with it and right. then my dad was like what are you doing like he actually accidentally ate one 
No. <laughs> he thought it was like candy. <laughs> so I was like, Dad. Oh. He's like, you do not need to be making candy. Yeah. This shit is nasty. Yeah. That's what funny. That? There's actually, I don't, I hate to interrupt you, but there's kind of an important detail I forgot to ask. When you move in with your father, are you still married? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you and your ex-husband yes. and your newborn yeah. all move in. Moved okay. In. Yeah. And so Sharing at that point, <laughs> at that point, the soap thing was just kind of a hobby for you. Yes. Yeah. I was okay. doing it just for fun. And then, um, I, I remember having to like have my friends and family, like check them for like a grade. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, they like them then, you know, I'll just make some for Christmas and I'll make right. some for whatever birthdays. And then it got to be where like, you know, I'll pay you to, if you, to make some, cause I need some for this. I'll pay you to make some cause I need some for that. So it turned into like a hobby, like straight into a business. Right. And then, wow. um, Within two years, I got my first storefront. Wow. So where was your storefront at? Um, Seabrook was my first one. Seabrook. Yes, it was okay. right by the Seabrook Waffle Company. Ah, man. If if you ain't been to the Seabrook Waffle yeah. Company. Is it good? <laughs> oh, bro. It's delicious. It I've is. never been there. Every time I crave it, but I love it's me on some Sundays, waffles. and they're fucking close. Yeah. <laughs> and it that pisses happens. me off. <laughs> Every time I think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So the Urban Soap Bar is what it was named from the beginning? It was Scarlet's Garden to begin Scarlet's with. Scarlet's Garden. Okay. After my daughter. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So where'd you come up with Urban Soap Bar? I was trying to come up with something more catchy and like something that I could make a brand out of. And Branding's, do a, yeah. Branding's yes. a big deal. Yeah. And I, big deal. I had taken a marketing class and they told me, you know, you want your, your name to represent what you want to do. And so the bar part was because I wanted people to actually come in and make their own stuff right uh, okay. like everything so they'd, there'd be a facial bar there'd be a soap bar there'd be a face mask and whatever right, right. whatever they wanted to make i wanted to have a section for everything they could customize it themselves make it make a thing out of it okay and that's how that soap bar yeah, yeah. started you and it worked out well yeah wow it was, it was going pretty well it's pretty badass man you don't hear shit like that no it's a very unique you don't hear i've never heard of somebody like going in i've I mean, soap bombs have been around and been a thing for, not right. soap bombs, what are they called? Bath, bath bombs, bath yes. bombs. Yeah. They've been around for years now. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like going in and actually like making your own shit, that's fucking cool. Yeah, that is that. a very cool idea. I hope that that dream is still alive. Because oh, yeah, I'm, I'm reigniting the fire. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And so you said you were at the, in Seabrook, mm-hmm. and that was two, just two years into selling to your friends. Yes. And so that's you a got big, your, That's a that's a big fucking deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. <laughs> I'm I'm going to I'm without giving away too much. I have looked into storefronts and I've looked into what it costs to run something mm-hmm. like that and it's it's crazy. I mean, that's hella <laughs> hella impressive after 2 years. Yeah. That's hella impressive. 2 years is is impressive. Yeah. How long were you there? Um I was in Seabrook for a year and a half and then the in Harvey hit. And then Harvey. Mm-hmm. So that was another bit of adversity that you yeah. faced. And Harvey, was it just flood or was it? Yeah, it flooded. But the the furniture, the store, the way it I mean, it was old building, mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. old building. So just even getting a little bit of water in there, pretty much. It was like maybe a foot, but it pretty much ruined like everything. Like the, the furniture was like falling apart and everything was floating. And Jesus. of course it smelled really great. <laughs> right, but, right, right. Was, yeah. There's a lot of bath bombs in the, in the <laughs> <Yeah>. flood water. <laughs> so, this happens a year into the storefront being mm-hmm. open. Okay, are you still married at that time? No, no. So, in the course between making soap for your friends and getting your own storefront, 
your marriage ends. Yes. Okay. And how difficult was that to go through? It was it was really that? hard cuz I also growing up Catholic, it was kind of like you're married, you're right. married. Like right. it doesn't matter what happens. You're you're staying married. Right. <laughs> and if not, you're going to hell. So <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Yeah. So I was And even like, if you're mm, not Catholic anymore, yes. I know from the way I grew up when that's when something's been ingrained into your mind for so long, you can tell yourself all all day like you know what? They were making a big deal of it. It's not that big of a deal. But yeah. in the back of your mind, I mean, it's been yeah. implanted in there. And right. so it feels really uneasy, even when you're not living that lifestyle oh, anymore. Yeah. Like, there's still just this uncomfortableness with I it. I felt so. super guilty. I didn't tell any of my family for, like, two years. Like, they still thought we were married for, like, two wow, years. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Because I was okay. like, I'm not going to tell them. Grandma's going to be so upset. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> How old was Scarlett when you got She divorced? was a year. Okay. So I feel like we just kind of drifted and mm-hmm. we were both going different directions. You know, I was doing my own like my business and trying to right. you know, do something. And I, I felt kind of weighted down. Yeah. And I hate saying that, but it was that's how I felt. I was like, this yeah. doesn't feel like it fits anymore. If it's really important to be with someone who supports what you're into. Right. And they're headed in the same direction. They have the same type of energy. Yeah. Fucking crucial, it's, man. It's, yeah. it's very important because... And I, I would know, say that's almost the main, right. the main it, ingredient it, to it, it. It's yeah. If if everything else can be perfect, if that's not right, it ain't it's not gonna, gonna work. work. Right. It's, it's not, not gonna work. Not gonna work. And I know this because I I used I, I've told this story many times. I used to be the person in the relationship who didn't have anything they were passionate about, and was having a difficult time supporting my wife's passion. And I would say that I was really kind of being a drag on her. And the difference. In my situation is I had to snap out of that shit. I'm like, look, you want to keep this woman, then you're going to have to get on board and be right. supportive. But also ask myself the question, why am I having a hard time being supportive? Really, it's because I'm not doing shit. Yeah. Excuse me. So I got to figure out something that I'm passionate about. And my wife didn't blink an eye when it came to this podcast. Like she was 100 percent supportive. We used to do it at our house all the time she'd be mad when I leave the equipment on the table for three days <laughs> editing. But, you know, I mean, that's just normal. Right. You know, but she was always, she has always been supportive up to this day. And that's extremely important. And I know Chris will say the same thing about the 700 different things he decides to do (laughs) on a weekly basis. Yeah. I mean, Haley Haley actually finally came to me and said, look, there's there's a line (laughs) and you're about to cross it. No fucking more. You can't do no more. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I did that. I did but, photography and that, and then, you know, I was doing, the thing, like, opening other yeah. businesses, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I have a good idea for this. Let me try this, too. And yeah. 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 It's like which, that, that's, that's my thing, is I love the beginning part of it. I mm-hmm. love I love the startups. Mm-hmm, the startup. I love the hype. I love the excitement. I love fucking telling everybody. Like, yeah. I love that initial fucking skyrocket. That's that's, yeah, yeah. that's my yeah. jam, dude. And then sell it. And then yes. sell that <laughs> motherfucker. See where you can take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not trying to be he's he's not trying to be there through the whole life of the baby. <laughs> he wants to take that baby and pass it off. I hear you. No, but he's good at it. And so, I mean, I I can understand 100% where you're coming from, especially about the feeling guilty part about and you feel guilty because you're a parent right. and you want to provide like once you had that child you had this idea that you were going to provide them with a lifestyle and a family, yeah. and it's very difficult to do that. Especially since my parents divorced when I was two, so I was like, that's not going to happen to me. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's always like, the oh, story, dang, right? Yeah. I'm going to build the family I never had. And yes. then it's funny, you realize, because I used to say the same thing, and 
I don't know. I always tell yourself you got to stay humble, but also um, don't don't think too highly of yourself. And because I used to like think that my relationship with my daughter's mother was like an example to all other relationships. Yeah. Like I got on my high horse like that. <laughs> yeah. right? And when you fucking fall and you hit that pavement, like it's like, OK, yeah. maybe I need to check myself. <laughs> so it, it's a hard pill to swallow and mm-hmm. it's difficult, but. It also presents an opportunity because once you got that weight lifted off of you, and I do remember the, it took me two years for my divorce to go final, but when it finally did, like I did feel this pressure and this relief off of my chest. Yeah. But you're going through that, you lose your business in a flood. Yeah. So there's so a lot did, of stuff you, going on. Did you on. shut down for that, or did you? Um, so rebuild? we ended up reopening, um, but the store just wasn't the same. Like you could flush the toilet and it would come up out of the sink. Damn. Like everything was like backed up, like the floor. Okay. There was water still coming up out of the brick. It was a brick floor. Okay. And there was like it was just it was wow. no yeah. And then um, you know I'm not gonna throw the name out there, but the landlord at the time, <laughs> he decided that taking the insulation out of the wall and just putting baseboards up was sufficient enough. What? So I had no, no. Like it was just terrible. Like Way to moisture go, and unnamed landlord. <laughs> <laughs> wow, is that even like up to code for a no, business? No, no, definitely not. No, but no, nothing no, no, he no. ever did was okay. <laughs> he had someone come install new doorknobs when I came in because they were like I couldn't even lock it. So I was like, there's a lot of stuff in here, and I, you know. <laughs> right? So he he had someone come in and put new doorknobs on, and they put them upside down, which nice. I didn't know. Hell you know. yeah. <laughs> There's more than one way to scare a cat, bro. It's like, what? Wow. One knob's upside down. Fuck it. You had to turn the door this way to open it. That's, it's like, what? that's crazy. So, Hurricane Harvey, that's 2007? Mm-hmm. 17, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. So we're in 2017. You reopened. So how does that, everything's not working. So Oh, yeah. It was a crazy time. So my mom was also, she had her, um, her incident. It was an aortic dissection. Mm-hmm. what it was called and so she was 46 an aortic and, dissection yeah so basically it's a tear in your main artery okay and it was they said it was caused from like a genetic problem that sh- that she didn't know she had so um it was like the night of the 20 august 22nd so very close to right before harvey happened mm-hmm. um she called me and she told me that she just wanted to tell me she loved me and bye and to tell my brother the same thing and i was like this came out of nowhere? Yeah, out of nowhere. Wow. And I was actually, Shit. I, yeah, I actually just got out from a concert. I was at a concert, so I was, like, like hyped and then also, like, yeah. oh, like, what is happening? And so then um, I tried to call her back, and she didn't answer. Um, and my stepdad called me and told me they were taking her to Bayshore. And I was, like, you know, what's what's going on? Yeah. So I ended up driving to Bayshore, meeting her there, and um, she tells me that she thinks she's having a heart attack, but they didn't believe her. They told her she was having anxiety. So yeah. um, they just discharged her. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we went to another hospital and uh, St. Luke's patients. So it's right there by the Walmart. Mm-hmm. And so we went over there and uh, I told them exactly what happened. I was like, you're going to check her thoroughly until you find something because something is wrong with her. Right. And I was like, you know, I have nursing experience and I could tell there's something right. wrong. I was pointing out, you know, different things. Mm-hmm. So they, they were very thorough and they found it almost instantly. Like I, I sat down and they came to get me. And they're like, we're life lighting her to St. Luke's in downtown. Wow. Um, she's been bleeding out for several hours. Damn. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So wow. then, um, you know, I drove to the hospital. I had to drive downtown. They life lighted her, got her there. She had like a 12 to 13 hour open heart surgery mm-hmm. and they got everything fixed. 
and then Harvey hit like the next day. Oh wow! So I was stuck there, <laughs> couldn't leave. And then yeah. that was going on, and um, at the time they had her in what they call the critical care unit. Mm-hmm. So there was no room. I was sleeping in the waiting room on the bench. Wow! And um, I could only see her like for thirty minutes every four hours, and so yeah. it was just you know back and forth, back and forth. And then of course I didn't have my daughter with me, yeah. so it was kind of like. Sucks so bad. Damn, and, wow. know, I didn't know what was going on with my store because I heard that area got hit really bad. And I was mm-hmm. like, there's just so much going on. <laughs> it's got to be a super fucking eerie feeling. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. just the, I think about your own mental and physical health, the stress that comes with that. And where, like you said, you didn't have Scarlett. So where yeah. was she at? She was with her dad. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And man, Harvey was just weird because there was not power in yeah. certain places. So. And from That's the window where we were watching, like, you could see the waters. Like, we had people, like, they had to shut down the basements and the bottom floors and everything mm-hmm. and close them off. And you could see the water. There were life-lighting doctors in. We wow. had the same nurses in there for, like, two weeks. Wow. Started running out of food. Yeah, some of those nurses didn't, like, mm-hmm. they didn't go anywhere. They yeah. lived yeah. there. Yeah, I, yeah, we couldn't shower. There's no showers available. So I was, like, man. Pardon my language, whore bathing it in, <laughs> in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> it was Wow, that's got to be, that's got to be, you know, in those moments, I don't care how strong you are, it's so easy to be yep. like, why me? Yeah. yeah. Why is this happening to me? And there was probably, there were hundreds of thousands of other people going through terrible situations, but it's like when it's one thing on top of another like yeah. that, and you're just like, what have I done in my life mm-hmm. to deserve this? Yeah. And I tell people all the time, there's been a few moments in my life where I've been desperate and questioned God. But normally what happens is later on down the line, you figure out, you know what, this happened to me for this reason. Right. Whether to make me stronger, to, for what, you, you don't see it while it's right. happening, but you find out later down the line. Um, so after your mom's incident, um, how much longer did she have after? Um, she So she was released from the hospital on my birthday, actually, um, okay. that year. And she came home with and stayed with me for recovery and I took care of her. And, you know, also trying to get my business, right. you know, cleaned up and everything. So I was right. taking care of her and doing that. And um, uh, on Halloween, she called me again. She took Scarlett out trick-or-treating. And she called me again and said, I think it's happening again, like, you need to come get Scarlett from the hospital. So I went up there, and she, in in fact, had a heart attack that time because her heart was just so weak from, yeah. you know, what that had happened before. Right. And, um, like, four days later, she passed away. Wow. Wow. Now, I've not lost a parent before, and knock on wood, it'll be some more time before that happens. I've witnessed our wives lose their father and I can't imagine the devastation of it. Yeah, it's, it was, it was a big change for me. Like yeah. everything was, my whole world was different. Yeah. And of your two parents, you would say you were closest with your mother. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen pictures of her cause I know you, you honor her memory every time you get a chance to, she was a beautiful woman. And based on the fact that she raised you, I could tell she was a good woman cause you come from a good place. So uh, that's really difficult to hear. Um, I don't think anything will ever make that pain go away. Yeah. And there's no words that I could say to make it go away. I just say that I commend you for staying strong and keeping her memory alive because that's really 
all you can do at this point. And I think she'd be proud of you for sure. Thank for you. For sure. So let's see. We're talking, this is September of mm-hmm. 2017. Mm-hmm. She passes in September? Um, She passed in November. In November. Yeah. Okay. November. So now your mom's gone. Mm-hmm. You're a single mother. Mm-hmm. Um, Your business has been wrecked by a flood. Yes. What are you thinking at this point? I was like, well, this is it. Like, I'm going to have to figure <laughs> nursing, I guess. I go back. I don't right, know. Right, right. And, you know, I was trying to explore all my options. I started doing, um like, photo shoots and stuff just to help build some money back up. I did weddings mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. So I did that. And then um, maybe a week or so after all that happened, um, actually, backtrack a little bit, sorry. Yeah. Um, right after Harvey, when my mom actually got out of the hospital, it was, like, September 22nd, HEB emailed me. Okay. So my mom actually got to experience a little bit of that happiness with me. Wow. You know, ATB contacting me to, you know, buy out my products. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, I went through that with them. They, um, when they first emailed me, me and my dad actually had where our offices were next to each other and there was like a window and you can like see through from my office to his office. Right. And I get the email and I'm like, is this spam? So I start like researching, (laughs) like, this can't be right. But they're like, you know, we want to buy like, a thousand plus products from you and um Ooh, that's a good day i know yeah like, that's a good day so when they wanted <laughs> did they they wanted to they wanted to buy it from you or actually like buy the rights well, they wanted the wholesale they wanted it wholesale with um private label okay so it would be their name on the soap gotcha and then um like they wanted so much quantity of each my top scents but then they ended up saying that they wanted like custom scents because i of course after Seeing this email, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to, like, I can't give them shit. Like, yeah, I, I got to step them, my game yes, up. <laughs> oh, my God. So yeah. then, you know, I sent, I forwarded the email to my dad after looking, and he's, like, on the phone talking to someone, and he always checks his email. Like, instantly, as soon as he gets one, he's on top of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes to his phone, his laptop. It goes to everything. So he's like, oh, time to check this email. He opens it, and he just drops this phone and looks at me like, <laughs> that's a big fucking is deal. happening? And yeah, I was like, that's a big deal. I'm like, oh my God. And so then he's like, well, message him back. I'm like, duh. Like, (laughs) I plan to, but what do I say? Like, yes, please. Like, I don't know. So, you know, I had to come up with some kind of like proposal idea and be like, of course, you know, this is how much this would be. And I can do this. Like, I tried to throw in that extra, like, this is what I can bring to the table besides what you just see. Like, I can custom a shape. I can make a Texas shape. I can, I can make my own scents because at the time I was blending my own essential oils and making different smells. Yeah. So I was like, you give me this amount of time and I'll give you something better than what you're asking for. Right. And Were so, they offering to help you with production? Or No. So you had to figure that See, out. That's mm-hmm. the, and that's the tough that's, part. That's like, the tough part, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I'm one person. I do this by yeah. myself. I was like, man, this yeah. is going to be a lot of work. But yeah, so um, I ended up making sample after sample and... Um, then when my mom had passed, you know, I told them I need a little bit of time, like, you know, regroup and see what I'm going to do. And I'm like, I understand y'all are a large company and, you know, I understand if you, if you tell me, never mind, you know, but they of course took that as, you know, we see what you're doing and we like that you're still continuing to do what you want to do. And we're going to give you as much time as you want. So they did. And then, um, then they wanted to use my story. You know, afterwards too. Like, well, hey. yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I said, it's it's an incredible story of of overcoming, and that's one of the reasons I I always when when I when I bring people on to tell their story 
and I say words like, oh, it's fascinating. Like, I don't want you to think that we're using your story for entertainment yeah. purposes. No, yeah, no. But one of the things we take pride in is trying to uplift our audience during times of lots of negativity, right? lots of division, lots of the sad stories. Like we want to tell the stories about the people like, yes, this is going on, but, but you can't overcome. Can this right. is what can happen. And, and here's proof right here. Right. Here's the fucking proof. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we, we, we went back. So your mom was with you to experience mm-hmm. the AGB thing. Right. And would you say, how would you describe that? Is that still like a work in progress? Like, Yeah. So I'm still coming up with ideas and stuff to, I guess, pitch to them because I'm, I'm having to repitch things when we come up with them because mm-hmm. what they were originally planning didn't go right how they wanted it either. Okay. So it's still like a, a back and forth kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, this is what we want to do, but we're still not. Sure on yeah, it. You're gonna have to tell them, hey, I'm uh, I'm gonna need some assistance with production. Yeah, like, y'all hook me up. I'll hook you up. Yeah. <laughs> when that, when that fucking egg hatches, baby, that's gonna be. I'm a, telling you, I'm that's telling gonna you, be we, a big deal. We, we wish you the the very best Thank with you. that. Yeah. And I mean, look, we associated your brand with us because we know that you you've got the quality, and that's why we, you know, we tell our listeners about you guys all the time. And one of my favorite things that you do is the DIY kit. Yeah. And I still, I told, I told. Chris, the last episode, like, I want to make some Darth Vader soap. <laughs> so I know that Sarah's going to be able to hook it up. Yes. Um, so you so, do the DIY kits with all of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, with any anything you want to make. You can do bath bombs. You can do soap. You can do... I don't know if you listened to the first season or not, but that was actually <laughs> one of my first yeah. endeavors was making soap. That's what I told you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You put Chris out of business. <laughs> <laughs> The term like ugliest fucking homemade soap, like that shit was in my garage on the shelf, ugly as fuck. Didn't it smell good. It looked nice when it was wrapped up though. You put the little label on it. I was like, that's nice. I it like didn't it. smell good. It didn't feel like no fucking soap. Like I, it was a miserable. There was mountains failure. of it in his garage um, too. I'm, I'm telling you, there was probably. 200 fucking bars way, I actually ended up shaving it all down and sending it to fucking Teresa in Missouri oh really? yeah she said she could use it for something I was like fucking take it so all the shit on there you go. I'm done fuck this yeah I know when I'm yeah. not good at something yeah so the urban soap bar it is at this point once the Seabrook idea doesn't work mm-hmm. out when did you come up with the idea for the online So um, because I I wasn't finding a location that fit what I needed, so I was like, you know, I'm just going to do markets again because that's how I started, you know, back to square one, you know. Mm -hmm. So I started doing farmer's markets again, and um, I was like online because, like, you know, people see this stuff. Now I have a following, so maybe people will, you know, buy. And and it went well. I ended up getting a second store in Laporte um, on 2nd Street. And that was, like, a huge location. Plus, I was still dealing with H-E-B, and they needed, like, an FDA guideline room, and I had mm-hmm. to get audited and all kinds of stuff to be able to right. to be, like, one of their people. So um, I opened that store, and it was, like, a 2,700-square-foot building. And, and you were running that by yourself? Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> no employees. <laughs> no employees. <laughs> Off wow. and on, I had friends that I, I hired for help, but right. it wasn't, like, a full-time mm-hmm. permanent gotcha. thing. Wow. Um. Yeah, and then, yeah, just yeah, every time I needed, like, a big order, I'd be like, hey, you know, who do I have to help, please? <laughs> yeah, that's actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to ask you, once your mom passed, like, mm-hmm. who was your support system? Like, who my, would you say was, was there for you during those times? Um, definitely my friend Jessica. Mm-hmm. Um, she 
called me like almost every day just to check on me. She would message me all the time. She gave me a copy of her key to her house. Nice. And she's like, okay. you don't even have to call. Just come over. I'm like, well, I just want to make sure you're not naked. So <laughs> I probably will call. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she was, she helped a lot. That's and, awesome. Uh, That's awesome. That's important too, mm-hmm. to have good people in your corner, to have, to have a good circle. So you're going through some adversity. Um, here's when I think when we were introduced to you, you were single. Mm-hmm. I don't know if maybe this was brewing at that time. I don't know exactly. We'll get to that in a little <laughs> while. Um, but I noticed, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what the details of your divorce were, but one of the things I noticed that was refreshing is here was a young lady who was focused on being a mother, focused on owning a business, and just always putting out positivity and good vibes. You were never on the, oh, I hate men, men are losers, men yeah. are jerks type thing. And maybe you were feeling that on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> like It's very possible that you were. But I'm a very firm component of the energy you put out into this universe is the energy you receive back. Right. And if you keep putting out positive energy, positive things and positive people will be attracted to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that was, you know, I think it was episode three when we were doing Wheel of Spirit. And I'm up here on my horse preaching to young ladies about there are good men out there, blah, blah. Nobody wants to hear that from a guy. <laughs> Everybody's like, shut up. You know, like, but from a male perspective, I can tell you, and your fiance would probably agree, when you see young ladies putting out that negative energy and you're a good Why guy, would, you're like, no. I don't yeah. want anything to do with that. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, Unattractive. Yeah, there's, there's no way in the world because no man, first of all, it's obvious that something's happened to that young lady. That mm-hmm. she's very upset and bitter about, and that's understandable. But no man wants to have to pay the price for something he didn't do. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, even though that may be your natural inclination, if you've ever had your heart broken, if you've been hurt, if you've been disappointed, you have to find a way to power through that and have a little bit of optimism and a little bit of hope and belief that there's still good things out there. Right. Otherwise, it's not. It's not going to come to you if you're constantly stuck in that negativity. It's not going to come to you. And that was yeah. one of the things that stood out to me. And you're yet another case of a young lady who got scooped up before she could be on two peas in a podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Sarah would be perfect for this. And then she announced that she had a boyfriend like, literally like three days later. And I was like, I remember I texted you. I was like, can you guys pretend that I hooked y'all up? <laughs> I was like, we can totally rig this thing. Like, let's just pretend that I hooked y'all up. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so that was one of the things that just I, I wanted you, if you could expound on that, like what was your mindset? What was your frame of thinking at that time when I, I'm sure that your divorce was hard on you? Oh, I'm yeah. sure that being a single mother was difficult. I don't I don't know how often you dated in between, but you probably ran into your fair share of assholes. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. So just what wh- were you always that way or did something click in you that said I need to? I need Pretty to much get after, rid of the negativity. After my d- going through a divorce, I was like, mm-hmm. you know, you're always going to be the bad guy in somebody's story. Mm-hmm. Like, not everybody's perfect. I know I've made mistakes too, and you know, I can a hundred percent say that our divorce wasn't a hundred percent his fault. You right. know, I I did things too. You know, I wasn't. That's so huge, perfect. Sarah, to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> But every time you see somebody, it's always, oh, this person did this. Like, there is a lot of lack of self-reflection going on right now. 
because nobody can point the finger and say it was 100% anybody. Right. That's the biggest part. Like, you won't be angry and bitter once you realize, you know what, I had something to do with this too. Yeah. So that's huge. I didn't mean to interrupt you, no, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's just how I saw it. You know, I can't hold anybody else accountable but myself, even for things that happen to me because I put myself in that situation. Exactly. So I try to think of it that way, just stay positive and keep going because, you know, it's there. Once you're once you're down, there's only up. There you right. Go. Like, right. So. so you're doing the urbansoapbar.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. I know not that long ago you went back to doing was it hospice or yeah I started at home, um, at home care. Yes, yeah I was doing hospice care and um, taking care of patients um, that were on hospice or going to be going on to hospice. And this came up because another bit of controversy your business faced was COVID, right? Yes. Okay, so that's the most recent. Fucking yeah, COVID. and I had to close. I closed my, I had a LaPorte store and a Webster store. So I had a third store. Right. And I had to close both of them. Wow. Damn. Yeah. I didn't even, I forgot you. I forgot about the Webster store. Yeah, I had so, Webster yeah, so COVID-19, I remember, I remember talking to you and you're like, hey, I'm trying to save this thing. I'm, I'm working hard. I'm doing my best. And I'm like, yeah. We can do anything to help. And then I remember you made the announcement that you were closing your stores. Now, um, where in this time frame, see, this is why the pre-interview is important, but it's okay. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get this together. And the while all this is going on, when do you meet Travis, your so fiance? we actually met last year on his birthday. Okay. <laughs> so it was like around Christmas. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so last year, this is post-RV, pre-COVID, your mom's passed. Okay, so where are you at as far as your business is concerned? You have the store. Um, yeah, at this I still point. have the store. Yeah, so I didn't close the store until February. Okay, and that was you know it had already kind of been slowing down with also me paying for two rent like rent on two buildings, mm-hmm. right. electricity two buildings, like everything. I was like, you know, this is getting to be too much. Yeah, yeah. And it it wasn't going the way I wanted to go. Also, I feel like I changed. The way I did things because I was dealing with H-E-B, I wanted to fit more of their style right. because I was like, oh, you know, I have to, to please the people that are about to be ordering thousands of products. <laughs> right. So I was like, oh, there's certain things I want to do that I can't do because of them. I have to. I felt like I had to fit a certain look right. and style, which wasn't mine. Right. So I lost my passion for producing new things because I was like, oh, what if, what if H-E-B sees that and they don't like it? Right. So... Um, now I feel like after closing it, I was like, I made up my mind. I'm going to do the DIY kits, you know, during COVID, probably something everyone can do. I, mm-hmm. I did actually get a lot of orders during the beginning of COVID happening. Cause I forgot was, to order mine, but we'll handle yeah. that before you leave today. <laughs> we'll Everyone's, handle that before you leave today. For sure. Is your soap antibacterial? Yes. It yes. Is, it is a COVID cure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. So when you meet your fiance in the midst of all this controversy, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go ahead and assume that he was attracted to you for the reasons that we were saying, the positive energy you put out. And you're also an attractive young lady. So, um, but were you ready for a relationship at that oh, no, point? I had were just got to the point where I was like, I'm done with relationships. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be by my, on myself again. Like, Work on me. It's like, when you stop looking. Yeah, yep. yeah I'm it's like, when this you is stop it. looking. That's when it happens. <laughs> I was in kind of like a dark place mentally too, because I was, you know, my business was not where I wanted it to be. Right. You know, I wasn't in a, any kind of relationship. I, st- you know, it's still really hard for me dealing with my mom's passing because I feel like when you have someone your entire life and then they're mm-hmm. just not there anymore, it's like, how do you mentally keep 
reminding yourself that it's going to be okay. Right. Like, yeah. So, you know, dealing with all that. And then, you know, we met and instantly, like, I always felt better around him, mm-hmm. even just as friends. So I was like, I got to chase this person. <laughs> <laughs> like, I so said I was going to be single, but. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, you got to swallow that pride. Yeah. So it started out as just a friendship. Yeah. Okay, so what was it about your guys' friendship that you said you always felt better? Um, what was the difference between this one and the other ones you'd, you'd run into? Basically, I felt like I could be more myself. Like, I didn't have mm-hmm. to hide anything, and I could talk about things. I mean, one of the first times we met, I was, like, telling him some of my deepest secrets. I was like, oh, that's too much. Why would I do that? <laughs> He's about to run. Travis, <laughs> yeah. oh, where are you going? <laughs> I was like, how do I backtrack from that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know what? I mean, when, when, when I met my wife, I was older than you are. And you get to a point where you're like, I don't got time for the game. Yeah. The BS, like, here it is. Take it or right. leave it, you know? And it's probably something that if we did when we were younger, maybe we would have had success in mm-hmm. our previous relationships. But like I said, everything happened for a reason. Right. You just laid it out. Yeah. Like, hey, here it is. And yeah. that is the biggest key. Just be honest. Right. The good, the bad, the ugly. Throw it out there. Put it on the table. Right. Let that person decide right now. Hey, is this a deal breaker? No? All right. Well, then let's take the next step. Like, yeah. let's do what we're going to do. So... That's really awesome. And the fact that it came along when you weren't looking right. and at the right time for you, that's a beautiful thing, man. I love stories like that. And I knew when when I was talking about, hey, we should get Sarah to do the two peas in a podcast. I even told Chris, I'm like, we don't have long. Like it's, <laughs> we got to hurry up because we don't have long. I think we're like, good luck, Chuck. Every time we find a young lady and we're like, hey, you want to do two peas in a podcast? She's like, yeah. Like a week later, she finds the love of her life. And we're like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to I'm not going to make an announcement on two peas in a podcast. It's hanging on by a thread right now. It was a wonderful idea, one that I do not want to give up on. It's hanging on by a thread right now. We'll, uh, we might have an announcement about that later. So. How did you pop the question? Um, actually, it was 4th of July. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was not expecting it at all. I was just I know, was. chilling in my, chilling in my pajamas. Not because we, we, we didn't conspire or anything. <laughs> but um, I can't remember what, because we were talking about soap. We were talking about podcasts. We were, we were texting back and forth about different stuff. And um, oh, it was about, I was like, you're not going to be, when I was asking about coming on. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to be getting married. On September 5th, are you? <laughs> and she's like, no, that'll probably be more towards October or something like yeah. that. I'm like, yeah, you know what's coming. You know what's coming. <laughs> yeah, so we were just sitting there and he was on his um, iPad or I don't know, it's an iPad, a tablet. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw him like kind of setting it up and stuff, looking at it. And then he walked away and I just, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, that's odd, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to, not going to look too much into that. And I even saw the little light on to like it was recording, but I was like, uh, "What would he be recording?" Like, <laughs> so I was like, "No, that's probably just a glare from the window, whatever." Right. So I just keep doing my thing, eating breakfast, stuff in my face while he's recording me eating, I guess. <laughs> 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 my my daughter's sitting there, and he he had bought her a puzzle the night before, right? Um, for her to so you know he brought her puzzle out, whatever. Well, then he comes around the corner with another puzzle. And he's like, here, let's do this one. And so I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, another puzzle for us to do. We, right. we Puzzles is our thing. 
And so we start putting the puzzle together. Scarlett took it over. She took it. She's like, I'm doing this. And I was like, okay. So he's probably like, shit. (laughs) She's a boss like her mama. (laughs) So Scarlett starts putting it together. And I noticed there was a piece missing. And he says, oh, there's a piece missing. You know, let's find it. So we start looking for this missing piece. And he puts it in. And Scarlett's like, they're all done. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I'm just still staring at it. It's a picture of us. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, cool. When did you have time to make this? And I was just freaking out over that part. I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, so sweet. No one's ever done that. And then he's like, oh, well, what's that? And I'm like, what? And he's like, in the in the plant. There's a, so there's a plant in the picture. Uh-huh. And I'm like looking, and there's like a little box. And I'm like, that wasn't there before. So I look <laughs> at the plant, and I'm like, <gasps> oh my god <laughs> this is like a thought out that is process. slick that is slick that is awesome dude props to you bro <laughs> props to you uh, Travis just joined us he's sitting in the background he said a shot I'm hoping he'll pick up that guitar in a little bit and sing for us but um yeah man I, I hate to say this Chris that was a lot better than your proposal to Haley <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, if you haven't heard that story, go check out episode twelve. Oh god. I'm sorry. Yes, episode twelve. No, 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 no. That was episode eleven. Love and good vibes part two. Just go talk to Haley. She'll fucking yeah, there you tell go. you all about it. <laughs> no, no, no. Go, go check out episode eleven. It's a good story. The you guys funny, check that out. The funny part was his parents had borrowed his truck, and so they were going to be back like any minute. Mm-hmm. Well, in the middle of him proposing, they start ringing the doorbell a bunch. Like, oh, <laughs> like they don't know that he's he's like. <laughs> oh god! Yeah, the it ring was is almost like, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's got the ring out, and he's like he forgets to say what he's gonna say. So Scarlett goes, oh, "Will you marry him?" Like, <laughs> that's what he's trying to ask. I'm like, oh snap! <laughs> oh. That is perfect. That is so perfect, man. Good job, Travis. Good job. That's impressive. That's yeah. that's impressive. That is very impressive. And they're very original. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen any movies with that, at least. Yeah. I was like, I was trying to think, I was like, was that in the notebook? <laughs> no, no, what's another girl chick flick? <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So with everything that you've gone through and up to this point, like I said, I think we've established you're living the best parts of your life right mm-hmm. now. You seem happy. Your daughter's happy. Um, you know, you, you've kept the memory of your mother alive in a way that I know that that's probably difficult for you, but... Do you think about like, man, if she could see me now type of thing? And when you think that, I hope it's more of a happiness that you feel like she would be really proud of I feel like it keeps me going too. Like I can't give up now because, you know, she got to see it up until everything, you know. Right. So I was like, oh, okay. I got to keep pushing. For sure. For sure. And then, you know, with Scarlett too, I'm like, I want her to see that you, when something bad happens, you don't 100% give up. Mm -hmm. You you keep pushing. Amen. And. Like, that's kind of how I feel with Urban Soap Bar. You know, there's been plenty of times where I'm like, screw this. Like, I'm (laughs) throwing in the towel. Like, I'm done. But then I'll see something. I'm like, ooh, I could make a bath bomb from that. Like, (laughs) that's a cool shape. Like, we went to the Halloween store, Spirit Halloween, Mm -hmm. and they had an exorcist, like, magnet thing. Right, right, right. And I was like, I could vacuum form that and make a bath bomb. (laughs) So, like, I'm always seeing stuff. And I have a 3D printer, so I can make any any shape. So I'm like, you know. And you're passionate about it. I that's, am. that's the most important thing. Like, yeah. it's something that you're that you're you have the drive to do, and it's a badass idea. I really hope that everything works out for you as far as that's concerned. We're gonna do our part. We're gonna put your name out there for sure. Um, we appreciate your support of our podcast from the beginning. I mean, episode two is when we came into contact with you, so we appreciate that very much. So after going through it all. 
and and surviving it like i mean what does it mean to you when you reflect like to be where you are now like how does you know my first thoughts always like am i doing enough like is this have i done everything that i could possibly do and if the answer is no then mm -hmm. there's always a, there's always another way keep going yeah so yeah. you you don't have to you pick another route you're like okay this this route wasn't working that doesn't mean there's not another option you know right. i can figure something else out so i'm doing the online stuff again yeah. and i'm i'm going back to what made me passionate about it which was the creativity that i could throw into it yeah and creating right. my own shapes and my own colors and blending things like that was my favorite part the creativity yeah. that i could get out of it and I'm like a, a horror freak. Like I right, love right, right. <laughs> Halloween. Right. That's your so jam. That's, that's your jam. You know, Urban Soap Bar started that way and mm -hmm. then changed. Right. So now I'm getting back into what I enjoy doing and the things that I like doing. And that's what's up. So, and, he, you know, his family owns uh, Copeland Signs in LaPorte. I don't know if you've ever heard I've, of them. Yeah, I've, uh. seen, I've seen them on, on social media. But, you know, so he's very already business-minded and, you know, so he helps he helps. Oh, a good lot mix. Things. Yeah. Good mix. We go, we go well together. That's good. That's good. Well, I, I can tell you we're extremely happy for you on the outside looking in. And now that we've sat down and face to face had a conversation, even though there's microphones in our face, like <laughs> I'm excited and I'm happy for you. And it's not the end. You haven't crossed the finish line. Right. You're at the start right now. And we wish you guys the best. Your wedding is on 1010. 2020. 2020. <laughs> okay. How's COVID affecting that right now? Um, It's limiting the amount of people we can have and i'm a huge people person so i mean my family alone is extremely large <laughs> right, right, right so it's like we're going from you know 130 people that we want to like 50. that's cool you have a zoom yeah we're gonna do the whole online live pictures because i'm like you know i still want people to see things and but I also am kind of glad it's going to be a little more intimate and yeah. not so stressful that, we'll, we'll yeah. hop on so the that, zoom we'll hop yeah. on the zoom yeah. i'm excited it, about it was, that when we when we got married it was i think 130, mm -hmm. 125, something like but that. That's considered small, right? I yeah. get, dude. Is it? I don't remember nothing about it. <laughs> yeah, it's not because I was drunk, right? Like it was just, it was, <laughs> it was so fucking fast. It yeah. went by so fast, and I remember, like, I do remember my ass being chapped from those fucking tuxedo <laughs> pants. <laughs> I'm not kidding, dude. I don't know what kind of starch they put in my pocket, but I'm fucking walking like this. The honeymoon suite. It was somebody get Chris some cocoa butter. <laughs> That's my get only some urban soap. Yeah, from the urban soap bar. That it was is crazy, fucked up, man. It wow. was fucked up. Okay, so you got a wedding coming up. Mm -hmm. You guys are now. You guys are a team. Yes. Like, what's the plans for the future? What is Urban Soap Bar when it's all said and done? Like, what is your what is your final? What I'm vision hoping for what it's going to be is to kind of do more of like limited edition. Things so, you know, I have this many of this shape, mm -hmm. and I don't know how long it's going to be around. So get it while you can. Darth then, Vader. Yeah. Darth Vader. <laughs> I need and, that one. <laughs> um, I want to do more wholesale, and you know, now that I'm getting messages to people, but I I don't want to do the same thing I did before, where I I recreate my entire being. If they, I'm I'm more firm in how I feel about my stuff now. That if they don't want what I have, then they don't. Yeah, they that's don't want it. Me. There you go. That's Instead of, I love you know, that. I feel like, you know, H-E-B, they, they've helped a lot. There's a lot of people that I still talk to all the time. They'll text me, ask me how my kid's doing. You know, I made a lot of connections there. And they're they're good people, but they're, they're a business. And I yeah. have to separate, you know, business from friendship and say, you know, hey, 
I'm, I'm not going to change who I am because I like you people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I have to I have to stay yeah. firm in what I like and because that's why I started this business. So. Yeah, and that's what's going to keep you successful. If you start doing stuff for other people that you don't enjoy, that you don't believe in, yeah, you can't convince somebody to buy something that you don't even like or that yeah. you don't believe in. So but there's no passion in. Exactly. Right. That's that's very important. Sarah, this has been a really good time. Now, right. I hear that you, we've talked about this, are somewhat of an aspiring podcaster yourself. Yes. Okay. That's, you guys in this multi doing <laughs> 17 things at the same time, like, y'all are together on that. I have a so, nonprofit foundation, too. <laughs> that's right. I f- yeah. What? Okay, stop. Go that's for, a, that's go okay. The Holly Jolly Jackets. Go, go more. Go more. I want to hear about this more. I need more of that. So it's uh, called Promote Texas Foundation. Okay. And yeah. so what we do is we help small businesses in Texas by whether it's helping them figure out how to get a loan, how to start up a business in Texas. Um, you know, we show other businesses that are in Texas in like farmers markets. So we'll rent the booth, and then we just have a bunch of different. Texas products in the booth. Huh. Um, And we're trying to grow larger, so we want to eventually be like the Texas State Fair. Yeah. Damn. They're the ones who helped us with the Holly Jolly Jackets. They're the ones who got all that stuff where it needed to go. So, and I completely forgot about that. We're going to, we're, that's okay because this won't be the first time you're on the podcast. We will definitely get, yeah, we got to circle back to that. Yeah, yeah, we will definitely get more into that for sure. Because Fair, Fair Dinkum's a 501c3. And, the one thing I can say about a 501c3 mm-hmm. is it's great. Yeah. It's 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 awesome. Yeah. Getting that 501c3 and saying that you're a 501c3 yes. nonprofit <laughs> is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It, it is truly. 100%. Dude, it yeah. took us like 10 weeks of yeah. paperwork mm-hmm. and telling the state telling us, nope, 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 not correct, not right, not this, not that. Yeah. Yes. It yeah. took a long time. Yeah. And that's 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 awesome. I love that. But I, yeah, do, I do want to know more about that. Yeah, because what I want to talk about that is because your entrepreneurial spirit became infectious to us. Like once you came to us with that idea, Chris is like, yeah, let's run with that. And it's something that we hope that we can continue to be involved with in the future. So we definitely want to to get in on that. So I think uh, I think Travis, I'd say you hit the jackpot, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I mean, like I said, we're, we're very proud of you. We're happy for both of you guys. And uh, we wish you all the best, you and Little Scarlet. Hopefully, we'll get to spend some more time with you guys in the future. Yeah. Um, we're always now. I meant to ask you this because I saw that you would switch your lifestyle to vegan. Is that still going on? No. No. Okay. <laughs> we tried so hard. <laughs> how long? How long did you? How long did it last? Um, almost a month. A month. Ooh. Yeah. Dude. And. <laughs> I'm proud of you for a month. Uh, yeah, that's, because that's something to say because I can't imagine. I was telling Chris, I'm like, I want to have them over for dinner. I was like, but bro, I think they're vegan. <laughs> and I'm like, they we'll just will. eat your grass if you need it cut. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know what they're going to do at our house because all we got is dead animals I feel like yeah. cooking over here. The inconvenience, <laughs> like you go to a fast food restaurant and right. you're like, that's not vegan. That's not Vegan. Right, so, it's difficult. So, yeah, it's hard. And you know, when you're like business and you're on lunch and you're like, you know, we got thirty minutes to right. eat. Like, what do I get? Nothing. Like, nothing. <laughs> okay, let me ask you about those thirty days of vegan. Yeah. <laughs> let me ask you about those thirty days of veganism. Mm-hmm. How did you feel Great. in those thirty days? Great. 
You did? Like my skin like was it made like, a difference? Yes. My skin was all clear. I lost weight. Like it was it was great. But hmm. I did catch myself getting hangry because I was like, I <laughs> want a I steak. <laughs> no like, shit. <laughs> like, For real. Uh, Every time you drive by a barbecue again. restaurant, yeah. I'd be. <laughs> so we're right by King's Barbecue. Like, oh, and man. So, like, yeah. you open the door in the morning, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, barbecue. Barbecue, kick that fucking yeah. door down. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that's good. That means you guys can come over for Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> we're good, then. We're good. So, yeah, we hope to get to spend some more time with you guys and watch this journey continue to take off and, uh, I don't know, man. I don't want to say the Smells Like Middle Age Spirit podcast is going to ride your coattails, but we'll be there with you. <laughs> we'll be right along with you uh, for the ride. Thank you so much for showing up on your birthday. Yeah. Of all, Hey, maybe, <laughs> does Travis sing to you? Sometimes. I have videos. See, I, I was He's hoping. Like, he, I was hoping maybe he grabbed that guitar, <laughs> step up to this mic, <laughs> sing your little birthday song real quick. It's not He's gonna like, happen. No. Not He's this so time shy. around. He got mad that I showed his parents the video of him. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, he's that shy. Travis, Travis, do you drink? What's your drinking choice, man? Uh, no, not really. No. No. Okay. Well, we'll figure something out. <laughs> If I if I hand if if I hand you a glass of Kool Aid, just sniff it real quick. Oh man, but that's a beautiful thing, and I I can respect that. Um, not everybody is a ham like me and Chris, getting in front of the camera all the time and and making ourselves present. But we're just we're we're very thankful that you guys came here. You have an awesome story. You're a beautiful family, and great things to come. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. You want to tell the world anything else before I start mentioning all my sponsors? Um, Our sponsors. I think I just look out for Urban Soap Park coming back. Yes, mm-hmm. that's what I'm talking about. What do you mean? It's already here. Uh, it's, Sponsor yeah, of the Smells yeah. Like Middle East Beer Podcast. <laughs> you guys go to UrbanSoapBar.com and check out all the stuff you got there. I'm I'm going to get a DIY kit from you yeah. before we leave. Like we'll work that out because one of the things we said, like when we advertise, we want to make sure that we have experience with these products. So oh, yeah. Yeah. it doesn't sound corny. So I'm gonna make me some Darth Vader soap. My daughter wants some unicorn soap. That's a cool little project for you to do together as a family. So we want to thank you so much, not only for being here, but for the sponsorship of the show. We want to shout out some of our other sponsors. Josh Beard uh, is a realtor for Keller Williams. He helped us buy the American Dream, and he's the reason Studio A 2.0 exists. We thank you so much. I've said this many times. He's the best in the biz. He's amazing. He's still answers my phone call to this day um he's already got his money but if i need help with something around the house i'm not a very handy person he's helped his clients move before he's gone and replaced uh sheetrock and done all types of remodeling on homes after he sold them like bro wednesday him and his his crew showed up in my house with a u-haul to load up the i had a my truck was filled to the brim of cases of water like 70 cases to go to louisiana man yeah no questions asked. He got a U-Haul, wow. came up, showed up, and his team's just loading it up. Yeah. He's just Freaking good people, incredible. man. He's incredible. just good people, man. And he's good at what he does. Trust yeah. me. He made the home buying experience incredible. So you guys look him up, give him a call, Josh Beard. And then we want to thank uh, the Banerjee Plastic Surgery, my baby Whitney Stevenson. Uh, she runs the place over there. She doesn't cut the people open, but she does everything <laughs> else. But Dr. Banerjee is a good doctor. You can trust him. Uh, you can trust the staff there. They're great people. And if you mention the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast, they're going to give you $1,000 off of any procedure, along with some other discounts on some of their uh, promotional items. Now, popsocks.com, that's one I got experience with now. My pop socks came in. Mine ain't got here yet. Oh, Mine man. Got We're going to have to yet. rock them together when they show up. I got yeah. the popcorn socks. 
Um, they're extremely comfortable. <laughs> My wife was chopping on me because I wore them to work two days straight. <laughs> now, look, I didn't really do a whole lot of work the first day. I'm just going to say to my employer it was slow <laughs> so it was i was like this is definitely a resock day like i took a shower i made sure i was clean but I, I wore them two days in a row they were extremely comfortable in the work boots you guys go to popsocks.com if you use this uh promo code spirit sniffers he's gonna give you 10 percent off your order and then if you use that uh same promo code spirit sniffers in the spirit swag store i'm gonna give you 15 percent off get your spirit swag i'm rocking the caitlin strong shirt today uh, very proud of that collection. We're sending all of the proceeds from that uh, to the Houston Women's Center. Uh, coming up soon, we're going to be doing that around the holidays. So you guys go get your spirit swag. Check out the Caitlin Strong collection. And uh, thank you guys all for your support of not only the store, of our sponsors, but of the show. This has been a really good time. Um, you got anything you want to add, Chris, before we hop up out of here? I guess it, dude. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm going to get us out of here for our guest Sarah Cooligan, soon to be Sarah Copeland, and our good uh, friend Travis Copeland as well. My name's Nick Stevenson. My name's Chris Clark, and we'll see y'all next time. You've been listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast with Nick and Chris. For more show content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.